So I'm thinking I'm going to start wearing um, foundation. I I brought that I, up earlier. I saw this. I saw that joke. Yeah. Today it's not a, no, internet. it's not a joke. You're going to start Why do you think it's a joke? Foundation? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, you've seen me. I'm like... Well, I, yes, I'm I mean, hauntingly I, pale. I do not know what what amount of foundation will make you any appear less white, but foundation. Well, it, it can add a little color, and it will even out my complexion, and it'll cover up some of the cracks and some of the the issues that I have. You know, so some of the a, facial issues. A very aggressive foundation. <laughs> you need a lot of foundation. <laughs> <laughs> well, currently I'm using a tinted moisturizer. And that okay. that papers over a couple of things, but sure. uh, I'm looking to do a little bit more heavy lifting on this. Okay. Have you thought about? Uh, I feel I feel like you intrinsically thought I was joking, just because of the nature, which I think, I think, that's a little fucking off for you. I mean, you judging me? Yes. Does your wife wear makeup? Uh, a little bit. What not the much. fuck is wrong with me wearing it then? I mean, there's nothing wrong. No, man. Listen, well, then like, why don't your, you calm down? Let your, let your goddamn freak flag fly if you wanna. If you wanna it's do not that, freak. I'm not freaking. I just want to look nor. I just want to look like a healthy person. I want to look like I accidentally glimpsed the sun occasionally. That's it. That's you can do that by accidentally glimpsing the sun. I don't got time for that. I'm too busy and be out there in the in the proletariat sun. Yeah. Uh, well, how about you? Have you ever thought about you, wearing makeup? You get, you get to look like a uh, a white person. <laughs> Right now I look like the Crypt Keeper. I, 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 I aspire to look white. I, yeah, no, whatever. Live from the Fitz in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude And I want to be who you like me to But we both know I can't do nothing at all You say there's no use in walking out And I get my internet upgraded I'm at 100, 100 megs download and uh, 10 up. Okay. I'm switching to 400 down, four times the um, the internet's. <laughs> 40 up or no? F- uh, uh, t- uh, 20 up. Only okay. 20 up. So you're only gonna upload 20, but you're gonna download 40. I mostly a, am a consumer yeah, of internet, like, not yeah. a provider of so internet. Are you just like 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 running back Napster or something? Why do you need 400? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck are you doing? Where you need because I like to I like to stream much. nine Netflix shows at once sure. to make up for lost time. <laughs> okay, I, it's, it looks like a security so fucking it's, it's guard's office in my house. It's funny you mention that because we've joked on this podcast about how I, I when I listen to podcasts I listen to podcasts at two x speed. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I thought that was the dumbest thing. I've and ever Netflix, heard. Uh, they just announced that they're actually going to be they're testing the ability for people to like watch shows at like one and a half times. Finally. Finally, yeah, I'm, I'm like, fuck, yeah, about goddamn time. It's, it, it, uh-huh. it's really hard to, like, fast forward because you can't actually, like, hear stuff. Like, you have to, like, yeah, skip a bunch of shit. The man in Hot um, Castle is way better when it sounds like Elvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would imagine so. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird listening to what I listen to my podcast at regular speed. Like, I forget to turn up. Like, I'll, like, or I like, want to hear something, so I, I slow it down to, like, hear something, and then I forget to forget about it, turn it off, and then turn yeah. it back on them, like... I'm hearing fucking Bill Simmons at regular ass speed, and that guy is annoying as shit you at listen- regular ass speed. <laughs> I mean, he's he's annoying as shit at two x speed. Why are you listening to Bill Simmons at I all? I don't know. I because I'm a masochist and I hate myself. I guess, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so and all the all these uh, uh, directors came out like, oh, how. How 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 could you Netflix like put my shit at two x speed? I'm like, fuck you, you uh, artists, whatever. Like, you don't get to dictate how I enjoy your mm. art. Right, like I don't get to dictate how Once people it's listen out to this there. fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, it's out there. You put it out there, right? Yeah. Like, you want to listen to this shit at two x speed? That's mm-hmm. all on you, man. If you don't want, no. you don't want to listen to this shit at all. That's also totally on you. Uh, give to our Patreon, Patreon.com backslash the Daves <laughs> I know, um, to help support the artist. Yes. known as we'll the intru- Daves. We'll introduce the nine x, <laughs> the nine x feature. Oh God, if we could do uh, that's that's my other problem with the Patreon is that I can't listen. There's a couple of podcasts that I 
do support on Patreon. But they don't have that they option. Don't have the, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. You gotta trudge uh, through their bullshit at yeah, normal speed. Regular speeds, fucking yeah. speed. So I listen to a baseball podcast, painful. and it's like baseballs. Baseball podcast is painful enough. Listening can't to listen it, to Buster Olney at, at normal speed. At one X speed is terrible. <laughs> it's terrifying. Fair I don't enough. understand how I function in real life, knowing that I like knowing what people sound like in like one X speed, and then being able to listen to them. And 2x speed. I hang out with Man, these people. I'm listening to you at 1x speed right now, and I can barely fucking take it. <laughs> I'm fast I as shit. I can barely pay attention right now. <laughs> That's fair. No, I'm just That's kidding. Uh, speaking of paying attention to us, uh, t- tell them about giving us money. Mm. Oh, sorry, I caught you right in the middle I of mentioned a pa- refreshing yeah, pat- sip of beer. Patreon.com backslash the Daves. I know it helps support the Daves that you know. Um, we have an announcement, um, but uh, the, I will I will sort of spoiler alert it by saying the Daves aren't going anywhere. Um we do have a, a personal announcement. If you aren't on the Twitter machines, um, David Barr wants you to let us know what's going on. Yeah, I'm I'm leaving the Daves. I know. <sighs> I, I, did, I couldn't bitch. I couldn't think of a more artful way to say it here. No. Um, but um, you did send me you did send me a very nice text <laughs> about it last week. Was that week. more artful? <laughs> um, I it's uh, between I, I'm I'm stepping away from both uh, this podcast as well as um, the TFO committee. Uh, I spend way too much time away from the family and, that, and that's yeah. all it is there's not there, uh you know there's not going to be a vh1 behind the music of you and i fucking having a huge fallout and the, you know it's 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 only just to focus on my health and uh on yeah. my family i mean there was so, that one time we like like tag team your wife that was that got awkward afterwards but right but then heath got the video and <laughs> yeah. then we this whole <laughs> it was fucking, whole, yeah it was a whole other thing it was weird but um so, but you know, so so uh, the the important thing in the context of this podcast is first of all, um, the Dave's I know podcast is not going to go anywhere. Nope. Um, you're going to continue to do it. We're uh, going to be looking for a co-host, interviewing, and interviewing some co-hosts. You should have test test episodes and turn it into a reality show. To be yeah, honest, you with know, you. maybe a Patreon um, content or something. Right, like right. Yeah. So but um, Patreon also, money. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to to fund the thing as well. Um, so it's, it, there's not going to be any changes except no, not hearing my sultry baritone all the time. Pretty much. Nope, is. You're always welcome. Anytime you want to come back on the podcast, you will. And we're and this isn't the last podcast. We're gonna we're gonna sort of like transition it out. Um, yeah. Probably take a little bit of a break in the off season. Um, Good time as any do. Just because we need, you know, both of us had a lot of shit going on in the last. Uh, it's been a few crazy weeks. month. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we'll do. Uh, so we're gonna do preview the MLS Cup this week. Um, we'll probably do sort of a, a one big last recap podcast. Yeah. Uh, that'll probably be league wide. Yeah, league wide yeah. recap either next week or the week after. Uh, then it will probably go on a, a go on a little bit of a break, but we'll uh, we'll definitely be. Uh, uh, yep. Recording some shit and be putting some stuff out, and yep. we still, I mean, you still are. We should definitely, you know, need to get that victory podcast recorded. I, I can show up for some of those. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, we'll I, just, I just can't be going constantly. That's what we'll figure, yes, one hundred percent. I totally understand that. And like the, and I also want to say like the, uh, um, all the times you've come up to fucking St. Paul from Lakeville and all the you know things that you've done to help um, boost uh, boost us has been um, fucking amazing. And uh, you're gonna be missed, man. Love you. Well. I love you too, and um, the good news is that uh, you can miss me on this podcast. But I'm gonna be around. But I'll, I'll just get to be a fan for once. So one mean, of the one does of the mean you're gonna come to more soccer matches. Well, that, that's what I was about to talk <laughs> about. Is one of the weird ironies. And some people know this, some people don't, and that we can get into the podcast proper. But one of the weird ironies of like all the stuff that I do is like I now only go to like a third of the games because it's like the 19th most important thing I have to do related to the team and everything else is a, a responsibility and someone needs me to do X, Y, and Z. The most easily disposable thing if I have to look at Julia one more time and say I gotta be gone, easiest thing to get rid of is just going to the games and being a fan. So yeah. so I don't I, and so now probably, hopefully, I'll get to go to like most of the games. Yeah. I get to be a fan. I'll get to more tiny know, dancer watch. after matches. Yeah, yeah. More and, for teams. and I'll get to watch uh, the stand well <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wes asked me to to, to write some uh, stand up and come back to do it formally. I, not everybody listening here knows, but uh, when when we did the last TIFO of the year during that playoff match, um, WCCO had me mic'd up all day long, and they wanted to do some interview stuff at the end of the day. And he was taking forever at the Black Heart with his bullshit, is the mics and the camera and all this kind of stuff. And so I just had a big microphone in my hand then. So I just did like five or ten minutes of stand up just because it was just dead silence and people staring and waiting anyways. And I don't know if it was – I don't remember anything I said. <laughs> it could have been good. It could have been bad. But Wes asked me to actually write, write five minutes and come on a, on a Wednesday sometime. So uh, our Let's next venture is going to be you you and me as writing, writing partners. All right. Sounds good. Let's sounds do it. good. We can do – yeah, like a, like a, you know, uh, Martin and Sinatra 
Martin Sinatra. Yeah. Stand-up routine. That'd be perfect. A little, little, bit, of, little bit of music, a little bit of uh, jokes. Yeah. Jokey jokes. Fucking roast. Yeah. All right. Speaking of jokes. Speaking of jokes. MLS Cup final. Fuck, man. Yeah, yeah that uh, escalated quickly. It did. So um, it, two teams that... Uh, um, is it the same two teams that there have been uh, now three times out of the last four years. Yeah, it's uh, But awesome. it's hard to call it a, a dynasty in either case. I mean, uh, Toronto obviously were an elite team uh, and then fell off the map, just disappeared. Last and year, then, yeah. And then came back this year, and they were competent but not elite by any yeah, stretch of the never Finished fourth in the East. Yeah. Which was a weird East. There was n- nobody rose to the occasion except for Atlanta in the second half of the year, and New York was pretty consistent, sure. I suppose. But nobody was elite yeah. uh, throughout the East. They were fourth in, in in the East, and then they just had a great playoff run, and that's it. I, I find it really hard to get excited about any of this. Yeah, with I you. mean, you know, you talk about Toronto Elite, and you talk about sort of like the the new MLS uh, playoff format and the one-off games and all that, mm-hmm. like – it's that's kind of like legitimately what happens when you have one-off playoff games is that yeah. you know you ride you ride your hot players and mm-hmm. you know you hope you get a couple goals. I that uh, bonkers game they had against uh, DC where they scored yeah. four in the first like ten minutes of uh, extra time yeah. was absolutely insane. Yeah, um, and it. honestly, like if but for DC uh, shitting the bed. Um, Oh my god! The last yeah. couple of weeks of the season, like Toronto would have been, they would have been in DC for that game, and who know? I mean, who the fuck knows if Toronto wins that game yeah. if they're if it's in if it's in DC? Right. Well, um, and, and and in the West, it's no different because the the last day in the West, um, oh, yeah. everywhere from like first to fifth was up. Second, uh, to uh, a second to fifth, fifth was yeah. up for grabs in terms of seating, and uh, we capitulated everything we could. LA somehow tried even harder than us yes. to stuff defeat into the jaws of victory. And so as it shook out, uh, you know, they ended up as the second seed, and that has made all the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, they still had to go on the road to LAFC um, to beat uh, Easy. Beat the, <laughs> been I mean, there. Yeah, been there, done that, right? Um, but ultimately, you're right. Like, it's it's a, a, t- sort of that one-off uh, format is creates bonkers games. And you know, creates opportunities for teams mm-hmm. to step up, and you know, get you know, give credit where credit is due. Seattle stepped the fuck up when they needed yep. to, mm-hmm. uh, and won that game. So they've been like boring to the. Uh, I'm sorry, they've been consistent to the point of boring throughout yeah. the season. Never flashy enough, but always right in the middle of it. And now they're right at the yeah, top. Yeah, which of is it, weird because so. they have some like they have some flashy players. Yeah, like Raul Ruiz Diaz is a flashy player. Yeah, uh, Nico Ladero is a flashy fucking player when mm-hmm. when they wants to be. Yeah. Um, Christian Roldan, Jordan Jordan Morris. I don't know. I Jordan don't know Morris. if he's flashy, I, but he's a he's a hell of a workhorse. God damn it, man! Every time every time we talk about Seattle and and uh, with the context of Minnesota United, I'm just like I can't believe that Jordan Morris is as, is as fast as he actually is. Like, he does, the doesn't look fast. fast. You know, you know, he doesn't have a fast face. No, he's got a fat face. Yeah, he he's got a face of a slow man. Yes, he looks like a Lego guy. He's got a fucking cylindrical head. You know what? You're right. He does. He's got a fucking Lego head. He's got a Lego head. And then he's fast. And he's got those dumb, like, dumb ears that like stick out. And but he's fast as shit. Yeah. And like really good at soccer. Yeah. Weirdly enough, he probably gets to lay down with all the ladies. I think he's a little with his parents, so I don't know. Maybe. I'd. Would you sleep with Jordan Morris uh, if you had the opportunity? You weren't married. No. You have the opportunity, but he also lives with his parents. No. I, I mean, pro- I would pick someone else on on the Seattle Sounders roster. Specific name? In the uh, I mean, Chad Marshall. Chad Marshall? No, I would not see with a Chad. <laughs> you got to clear out the <laughs> fucking cobwebs before you get into that situation. None of, uh, the, no, none uh, of this is actually previewing the, the, the game, correct. Though. The correct answer is Stephen Fry. Like, that guy, is, he has a glorious beard. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't try to go for anything he's not ready for. He'll swatch your hand right away. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So uh, we're going to cover this game the way that we've covered, um, previewed uh, Minnesota United games throughout the season. We're going to start by talking about who's good. Of course, yeah. we'll talk about both teams in this case. We're going to talk about who sucks on both. We're going to talk about uh, tactically how do we expect it to play out, who's going to do what on each team, and how are they going to try to uh, account for each other's strengths and weaknesses. And then we're going to call it, and we're going to give you the guaranteed two Daves, one cup prediction. That is. Even though our predictions probably won't be the same. correct. Both yeah. of them are still guarantees. Yeah, I'm just going to do whatever. I'm just going to do the opposite of whatever you want to do. And, so. and, and, but it's a lock. <laughs> it's a lock. It's a lock. One of them, one of them is a lock. One of them is going to win. I'm calling it. It's a tie. One of them, one of them has to win the game, so we're going <laughs> to. I think they're going to share the points in this okay. um, First off, we'll uh, remind everybody, this game is kicking off at 2 o'clock Central Time. 
uh, on Sunday. On Sunday. Yeah. It's, uh, it'll be shortly after the Zellberg Derby, uh, which is Liverpool-Man City. Um, I'm going to be at Blackheart for both of these games, uh, both the Zellberg Derby and uh, for this game. If you want to come hang out and watch uh, MLS Cup uh, or uh, some hot, sexy Liverpool-Man City action, come on down to Blackheart on uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. Or afternoon. I'm not going to. Yeah, that's fine. Other people might. Yeah. I'm going to go to my parents' yeah. house. <laughs> You're going to go to your p- watch soccer matches at your parents' house? No. Yeah. I'll have to watch it on replay. <laughs> I haven't seen my you don't parents. Wanna, you don't want to come time. out for uh, Sparkle Motion? On, I'd love on to, but my, par- my parents are like, hey, how about you have a presence in our lives? They're always bitching about that, you know? So I figure I might yeah. as well do that. I mean, bring them to the black art. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. They would. <laughs> that would be the last time I ever saw them. Yeah, it was funny, actually. It was at uh, Blackheart yesterday, t- Tuesday, watching Liverpool match, and with a buddy of mine who is the, who just became a citizen, so he's super awesome, <clears throat> great dude, but also I f- figured out fairly conservative. And uh, I'm sorry, who is? A uh, buddy of mine. Like, just, a, just a guy who... You, you uh, didn't say a name. A guy, yes, I didn't, I, didn't say, yeah, I didn't say a name. Um, a guy who's a Liverpool fan. He's fairly but conservative. But he's conservative. Um, <clears throat> yes. <coughs> I found this he's out. pro-Hillsboro. No, that's, that's that's a weird thing to that cast would be a very book. yeah. I mean, he's not Margaret Thatcher. Let's put it okay, that way. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was interesting having the the regulars start showing up at uh, Blackheart while the Liverpool game was going on. This guy's was not prepared for uh, the amount of Did gayness he? that was at. Uh, I mean, was he cool about it? He was cool about it. He didn't say he, anything. Maybe personally was, but he was just. I think he, you could. Yeah, I definitely could tell he was like just kind of like looking around, like a little like what the yeah. fuck is going on? Why here? And I was like. Eh, whatever, you're man. watching at a gay bar, man. Yeah, it's a gay as fuck. It's a queer soccer bar. Yeah. yeah, we're also watching like boys running around in shorts. It's yeah, kind of you kind of kind of signed up for this. Kind of yeah. signed up for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about uh, some actual soccer. Yeah. So who's who's good? Um, uh, you want to start? You want to start with Seattle? You want to start, start with, with, start with Toronto. Toronto? All right, Toronto, Toronto. So um, first of all, you got to get this out. Um, Josie Altador is a maybe. They don't call it maybe. The questionable is the technical terminology yeah. um he had a hamstring injury on decision day brought to you by audi and uh he so far he's been audi of the lineup mm-hmm. at the uh central striker hasn't mattered hasn't mattered they've played pozuelo in that sort of t- uh, uh up top striker I mean, that, and they you, you want to start with who is good on toronto you start with pozuelo this year yes yes absolutely so, so pozuelo has uh, uh been the catalyst you, you think that javinko is gone and what the hell is toronto going to do they're going to pull a pozuelo and uh, the, obviously, they haven't missed a beat. And that, I mean, well, they they did. They missed Juvenko last year, and then yeah, yeah Pozuelo, you, you missed Ju- you missed Juvenko. Yeah. But when yeah. you get Pozuelo in, yeah. they're picking up right where they left oh, yeah. off, which yep. is excellent. Um, but but you would also throw Josie Altador, uh, MLS's premier target striker, uh, in the mix there. Uh, but he's a maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, Greg Vanny said today uh, it would take a lot to keep him out. So it sounds like regardless of his condition, he just wants to throw himself at it. But that's an athlete. That's what they'll say. Um, interesting to see if Josie can be like a, a, a late super sub. You, pay, you play Pozuelo in an attacking position uh, um, as, as the single lone forward. And then maybe you bring him in, depending on the game states, you bring in Josie later in the game, either to complement him with a two-man f- uh, uh, front or you push Pozuelo back more into a, a number 10. That would be really interesting. Pozuelo, by the way, getting ahead of into tactics but we're talking about who's good he is going to just cut loose and he's going to find the game where it's at mm-hmm. he plays like a, a couple of the guys on the loons that we talk about who are better when they're free free form roaming and they just are able to create overload situations that's the way he's going to play and he you can expect him to play that either as a forward or as uh if he steps back into more of a number 10 role so yeah 100 percent um other names uh are we still throwing baldy in there uh, yes, I think you have to. You have to, <clears throat> yeah. Um, he's one of the designated players. He's uh, paid one of the most on the roster. Um, that is certainly true. Michael Bradley. Um, I think you got to throw uh, uh, Jonathan Osorio into that mix in, in terms of uh, um, playmakers for the team. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the other sort of key. Um, Toronto did not have, like, the best defense this year, but Alex Bono – um, year sure, after yeah. year is, is one of the better keepers in, in MLS. So, right. Um, yeah. yeah. Michael Bradley, I, w- I want to throw out one, one point about Michael Bradley specifically is that um, if um, Ozzy Alonso is sort of this like legendary MLS um, 
run around and be chaotic and win the ball back and harry guys constantly he's that sort of destroyer number six michael bradley has to be like mls's preeminent um build from the back number six and that's what um toronto loves to do they they're not guys who like to play in transition um they're gonna build from the back they're they're not gonna take long passes unless they're forced to um they're gonna take the short pass to the back and they're gonna play through the midfield as often as they can michael bradley is not a run around and knock guys on their ass and intimidate guys kind of number six but he can pass and it's one of the most underrated parts of his game especially as it's been at the national level is that uh he can hit a hell of a pass yes uh and uh, i i think i think Personally, I think Michael Bradley at the end of his career will have gotten a bad rap for a lot of it um, because he's really – he's not perfect. I, I don't misunderstand me. I think it's just a, uh, he's, he's just amazing. But I think that he has been a very visible figure at some of the worst times. Yeah. And, I think um, he's much more defined. If you just <clears> – <throat> if, uh, if you took Michael Bradley for his, uh, his um, career, even just, just MLS, right? <clears throat> um he would be regarded as one of the greatest American soccer players ever. Yeah. The problem is, is that everybody factors in all of the stuff that happened, and, and not that it shouldn't, not that he shouldn't have some of the blame for of course, what's happening yeah. with uh, with uh, the Amer- you know the national team. Um, but also, you know, you talk about the some of, like what happened with Roma and like his decision to come back to MLS. Like that all yeah. is going to like bite him in the ass. When yeah. if you just talk about his career from an MLS perspective, mm-hmm. like the guy's one of the greatest American players of all time. Yeah, and probably in, in, I think easily the best one of the one of if not the best uh, American midfielder of all time. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, and when he was playing at Roma, um, other than goalkeepers who have always American goalkeepers have always had a lot of success comparatively in the world. Um, that he was he was like the preeminent outfield player yeah. uh, at that time. Nobody I think was playing an outfield position from America at a club with as high uh, uh, stature as Roma was at that moment. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's who's good for Toronto. That's, that um, is. Are there any the are, who are, good. are there any good players on Seattle's roster? Well, I think you've you've tickled I, a couple of them. I did, there. yeah. <clears throat> um, and this will get to our uh, Peruvian listeners all fired up. All, all one of them, uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz. We're huge been, in Peru. Yeah, we are big in Peru. Um, has been absolutely amazing in the, especially in the playoffs. Yes. Um, the guy has been uh, on fire. Um, you know, uh, forward, uh, just has a nose for goal um especially in the most uh, opportune times and he's complimented with by jordan morris who's mm-hmm. sort of you know also a kind of a forward like he plays best on the wing on a wing I think yeah. he plays best on the wing um, yeah and then uh and then you have a guy two guys like nico ladero and christian Roldan who uh, are feeding those two guys it's i don't know man they're the attack is definitely attack the strength is, here yes 100 percent um and uh, on, with Rui Diaz, it's 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 worth mentioning that like uh, Seattle had been really unsettled in that sort of central striker mm-hmm. uh, role for a while. Will Bruins fine, he's not elite, you know. And and so they've the always roster. had they've always had really elite attacking midfielders for the last five years. But it's like they just hadn't quite had the obvious. I'm going to put the ball in the back of the net piece up there. Yeah. And Rui Diaz looks like he finally is answering that question. Now, 11 goals is not. Joseph Martinez territory in 22 games that no. he played, um, but I think it's a great building block to build on. And you don't need him to be a 20 goal scorer when you've got guys like Jordan Morris and like Kristen Roldan, Ladero. Obviously, um, they can share the load a little bit, and they've certainly done that. Yeah, so, um, it is their yeah their attack is is scary. And you know when you consider you have a, a team that's got Pozuelo and Josie Altidore on the other side, mm. I think this attack is scarier than that attack, which is yes. Saying a lot. Yes, I would say this attack's probably a, a cut above the other. Um, defensively, it gets a little bit more interesting. Um, I'm going to say this first of all. I have sh- just diarrheaed all over Nuhutolo for three years yeah, now. I guess you have. You have and, um, a, a particular uh, increasingly affinity, affinity for uh, diarrheaing overall. For diarrheaing. Yeah. Is that the verb? Is yes. that the uh, present tense verb? Yes. Um, However, he is increasingly making it difficult to do that. He is really trying to dissuade. He played me really opinion. well against Minnesota at the end of the year. He did, um, and then he's he, yeah. He's he been, played really well against LAFC. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Fine. Um, I mean, but one key part of their defense that needs to be talked about and talked about and talked about the man who put the cup in their hands three years ago, Stefan Fry. Yeah. 
elite MLS goalkeeper. Yeah, you can't talk about top three for sure. Yeah, um, we kind of joked about uh, the uh, goalkeeper of the year award, and and you know, on this podcast at this this very bar uh, Mm -hmm. several weeks ago, and I kind of you know I said, oh yeah, I think Vito can win it, and you know, we talked about like Bruce um, to his credit, was like, yeah, there's probably seven goalkeepers I'd rather have than Vito Manone, except for probably being probably the top of that list. That guy has uh, single-handedly saved um, Seattle's ass multiple times yeah. over the, this year and over the course of the last five years. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one, one last player I'll give you that um, has kind of earned my respect. Um, I was skeptical about uh, the defensive signing Kim Kee-hee. Uh, uh, first of all, when I first read his name, all I could Kee-hee. think of – all I could think of was the fucking Eminem songs. Like, <laughs> he's cute, but I think he's married to Kim Kihi. And um, so that immediately just took him down five pegs for me. Um, he was a TAM level player, and I was looking at him saying, yeah. he might be good, he might be bad. I don't know. He is not a TAM level dude. And he, first of all, consistency. He's played almost every single game uh, this year, which is excellent. Um, obviously, their defense has been at least competent throughout the year, uh, and he's been probably defensively. I'm not talking about fullbacks getting forward, all this kind of stuff. Defensively, he's probably been as, as close to, to a rock as they have. Yeah. So, good for that's, you, Kim. Yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah. So well, who sucks? we talked. We talked about who's good. Yeah, who sucks? Let's go back to. Should we go back to Toronto. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's um, we're ping Can I just point out, uh, Chris Mavinga is still playing soccer. Chris Mavinga is? Remember that guy? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah he's still playing soccer. He's a, really? a defender for Toronto. He's played in 29 games this year. I, I, somewhere in the recesses of my memory, I'm sure that I was aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, whatever. So, Good for him. Um, so, yeah, so we talked about like, we talked a lot about the attacking uh, parts of both of these teams, and we and said a, a little bit about the goalkeepers for both of these teams. Those yeah. are the, the things that are good. Mm-hmm. Um the team, the things that are not good, are obviously the other parts. Well, so let's let's start here. Um, Justin Morrow, defender. Oh, that's right. I, I, I like some Justin Morrow. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to throw Justin Morrow under the bus, and he's played a ton this year. Um, one of the potential things that Seattle's going to want to exploit here is Omar Gonzalez. He's been out injured, and he also is going to be a sort of coin flip of whether he's going to start uh, this game as well. Um, I think. You would want Omar Gonzalez starting, yeah. Yes. Theoretically, yes. 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 Um, so, uh, but even if he does, start, either he doesn't start, and you see an opportunity where where they're plugging in for him, uh, or he starts, and you say, is he going to be a step behind? Yeah. So I think you have to watch out for that. Um, gentleman, just by the name of Auro A U R O, has manned most of the defensive uh, uh, duties at center back for um, uh, Toronto. Uh, eh, is my yeah. reaction to his play style. That's eh? her. A little eh? bit of eh? eh. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's, it's worth noting that Toronto um, plays two formations generally. Either a 3-5-2, which is a, a hallmark of those really, really elite days from uh, three and two years ago. Um, and, and that's probably what they played most commonly this year. But now in the playoffs, they've also really sprinkled it in with a 4-3-3. Um, which is obviously is a very very different play style. So, so for, well, it's a four, it, it's a four to three like when they're attacking, it's, or, yes. or when they're you know, when they're defending, and it becomes more. It's I don't know. Greg Greg Vanny has some weird. Lineup. He likes he likes nuance. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So um, so so I, I guess part of what I'm saying that for is when you think about Toronto's defense uh, and think about who's good, who sucks. Part of this is going to come down to what kind of formation they want to play. If sure. they're playing wing backs and you've got three central-ish defenders, that's going to uh, defensively is going to look very very different than playing a more traditional four-man backline, which I think they're less suited toward. But you play with the personnel you've got. And if sure. you don't have Omar Gonzalez. Maybe you can only plug two in the middle that you feel confident about. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, the, when we get to the how they play, it's going to have a lot to do. There's going to be a lot of open questions about what kind of formation they're going to want to come out in, yeah. as well as Toronto. Are you playing Josie Altstor? Are you playing Omar Gonzalez? Uh, questions like that are going to be huge in figuring out how Seattle should play them. Yeah. Who else sucks? Uh, I mean, oh, wait, we're still on Toronto? I think so. Okay. Uh, well, I just, well, let me yeah. ask you: Does uh, Chris, Chris Mavinga Chris, suck? Yes, Chris Mavinga. Chris sucks. Mavinga sucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, I just was clicking on a link, and uh, he's in the the uh, combined best eleven for this for this match. The defense, the defense uh, combined best eleven leaves uh, leaves quite a bit to, to be where desired. the defense is at. It's yeah. Calvin Leardham, Chris Mavinga, Omar Gonzalez, and Brad Smith. 
for well, and, uh, and that's Dubai funny because again, o- Omar Gonzalez may not start. No, and if if Omar Gonzalez doesn't start, Lawrence Simon will probably start. Lawrence Simon of the I need to bail on my team because like my son is dying or whatever it was. I don't remember why. Yeah. And then he just pops up with another team. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, Eric Zavaleta. Um, also might uh, feature in this match. I former s- former Seattle Sounders. I know you stand hard I'll for. S- I'll stand some Zavaleta for Zavaleta. So, yes. but uh, listen, he's not good, man. <laughs> You're gonna drop this on me now, right? <laughs> a, right on my fucking penultimate podcast. You're gonna tell me that Zavaleta is no good. <laughs> yes, Fuck. I am going to. Um, yeah, I mean that's a uh, Chris Mavinga as, as you know. He's he, it's he, it's it's exactly telling that I that I mentioned. Chris Mavinga, and you're like, oh yeah, he plays soccer. Yeah. He's and he's, he, he's probably the, the best central defender on either roster uh, in this match, and outside of Omar Gonzalez. But again, healthy Omar Gonzalez, not like the current, right, maybe right. not healthy Omar Gonzalez. Right. Um, that thing, I think that says a lot about both of these rosters. Yeah. yeah. Quite frankly, so yeah. their, their defenses are not criminally poor. You don't get to this point. Being a major oh, liability, yeah, they're, they're not. But they're holy not cow. Cincinnati or or right. Sporting or, Kansas City this yeah. year. They're but like, they're, they're not us. They're not a, yeah, they're also not. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I think you would you would take, I think either team would take any of ML any of Minnesota's backline players over the players that they have currently at that position. Maybe, maybe not Omar Gonzalez for Michael Boxel. Maybe not if, if again a healthy Omar Gonzalez. But like yeah, yeah. currently as as the as they are currently sort of like. Set and and fixed. Yeah. Um, if they I can think, make I the one day trade, yes. they make it. Yeah. Every like both of these teams would, would probably trade out their their backline players for one of the Minnesota United players, which, I mean, frankly, is saying a lot about the the work that Minnesota United did in the off season. And, yeah, and also c- like all the credit to Heath. All Heath has, <laughs> oh, we we, have any, we need. Oh, we had to t- talk about that. There's a there's some stuff. Um, we'll, anyways, so we'll yeah. get to that news here in a little bit. Uh, who else sucks for Seattle? I mean, we talked about Toronto, oh, but Seattle. Yeah, I mean, you want to you want to go on your Roman Torres rant for? I now, don't really. Or? I don't have. Well, I mean, I don't have a huge Torres rant to give. Uh, I think he's a lot like Francisco Calvo. Um, I think that he's. I think he can be surprisingly good going forward. He takes um, away on defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh? uh, which is not something you want out of a guy who well, I mean, positionally he also he's played several different positions uh, over time. So I think it'll be interesting to see where they kind of plug him. And so Roman Torres can be good going forward. I think he's more of a liability on defense. Um, I've already tried to fucking pat Nuhutolo on the back, so I don't think I get Kelvin Leardom. Yeah, he's. I mean, he makes the uh, MLS dot uh, com. That, that fine realty yeah. website. Yeah. Their combined best eleven. As I don't the, like Kelvin Leardum. Right yeah. I don't like Kelvin. No? Kelvin Leardum. No. Um, but I will say that one of the things that's really, really important for Seattle tactically is that they they love to play wide. That's their thing. They are they are the anti-Toronto. They don't play exclusively through the midfield. And they don't play exclusively centrally. They play very Minnesota United style. They like to have the ball out wide, and um, you need fullbacks to do that and, and it's crazy in a 4-3-3 you expect it out of a 4-4-2 out of a 4-2-3-1 stuff like that but when mm-hmm. you've got a 4-3-3 you've already got guys and you can move uh, formation is not tactics they're yeah. not the same thing no. but 4-3-3 is often you have personnel that you can create overload situations wide you've got guys positioned exclusively to play wide and when you send the fullbacks bombing forward you can create a ton of overload opportunities that's exactly what Seattle does so Kelvin Leardham, love him, hate him, whatever. He's going to be really key because he's going to get a lot of interfacing time cr- pushing forward and creating those overload situations. question is going to be how does Toronto overcome that? I can tell you right now, I think, a four, I, I think that 3-5-2 may be better suited to do it than uh, Toronto's 4-3-3. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I mean, I would imagine that Greg Vandy is a smart MLS coach and would understand so that. So he'll do what I said. Yes, he'll do exactly that's how smart, what That's say. how smart he is. That's yeah. How, yeah. Um, and then you know the other <laughs> sort of uh, uh, elephant in the room is Brad Smith, former Liverpool Academy. Yeah, we haven't mentioned Brad Smith. Have yeah, we, we talked so a ton about Brad Smith. He started uh, in the last game against LAFC um, yes. on the left. Uh, I would imagine he'll start in this game. And again, you're t- you, as you talked about, like bombing forward. Um, he does like like those like both him and Lerdum like to get forward. Um, so you know what does what do we see out of you know, a Brad Smith performance on Sunday. Uh, he, I don't know if I'd throw him in the good camp or the lousy camp. No, he's kind of in the middle. He's, he's kind of like, 
Like I, He's don't, our box I don't mind having him. Like I would. I think honestly, actually, Brad Smith might, might be the one person I wouldn't trade. What you know, Minnesota, or I would like. I would trade for Brad Smith if I mm. just if I want for one game, right? Not no. like not for the the rest of the the next you know five years or whatever. Right, but right. like if I just need one game, I would trust. Uh, I would trust the hell out of Brad Smith more so than Chase Gasper, but that might be the only. For the what, only but, one. but Chase Gasper has a lot of upside. Oh yeah, yeah, he has a, yeah. Lot, a lot more potential. Um, earning uh, opportunity left in his career. Yeah, yeah. But for one game, like uh, in a, in a final, probably I think I might take Brad Smith over okay. Chase Gasper. I'm straight up mediocre on Brad Smith. Yeah. I don't have any. But yeah, you're right. I mean, tactically, the way they play and the way that they use their fullbacks. Um, yes. Brad Smith is going to be a huge part of this, and he's going to be the dude that's interfacing with Roman Torres and shit. So yeah, and uh, and we're watch like Brad Smith will get the winner in like the ninety third minute. That's he always what, does. That's what's fucking stupid about get. This is why soccer blows chunks. Is because a huge game like this always ends up getting decided by some rando douchebag. It's it's not the hero who is supposed to carry the whole thing on his shoulders. Yeah, it's, it's not, some it's, random it's not defender. Rui, it's not Rui Diaz. It's, yeah. uh, it's uh, Ariega uh, right. getting forward on a on a corner kick and heading the ball in the back yes. of the net Fucking in the 93rd minute. Pulls his pants and underwear down and runs backward into a cornfield and finds that it, it just gets lucky. That's all it is. That's fair. And that's going to be fucking Brad Smith this time. <laughs> that fair. needs to be probably what we – that needs to be in the, the uh, predictions, I fucking think. Fucking Brad Smith. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so how do you think – so how do you think both these teams are going to line up? I mean, we uh, talked we – talked, we started talking a little bit about it um, – yeah, we've we've gotten into the tactics. Some, uh, so I I think that um, Toronto is going to have to play a very um, reactionary approach given the lineup that's available to them. Uh, so you know, is Josie given the play? game matches in Seattle? Given the matches in Seattle, yeah, they're, so, they're going to be playing very reactionary. Yeah. So Seattle. So basically, Seattle lined up last uh, in the last match against uh, LAFC in. in a four-two-three-one, which is more like more look like a four-three-three, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. Um, and you know, Toronto, as we've seen, has played a, a variety of different uh, uh, lineups and, and styles, and, and like have been able to be malleable tactically. I would imagine um, that we don't see too many changes from what Seattle put out for against LAFC. I think the biggest question mark, as you as you we alluded to earlier, is like, is Josie Altidore healthy? Mm-hmm. Does he play in that striker, that number nine role, mm-hmm. or is Pozuela pushed up into that role? You know, I think that's I think that's the biggest the biggest like sort of X factor, honestly. Yeah, and I um so if if you're me and you're Toronto, then so if Josie starts, I think jo- Josie obviously a talented hold up striker. I, the other aspects of his game are probably overlooked uh, too much as well, but uh, that's I, that's his bread and butter, right? Is is hold up play? I feel like. If Josie plays, I feel like you look at what Seattle is able to do out wide, um, and I think that you, so first of all, defensively, if you're um, Toronto, see I'm jumping all over the place. How do you okay. like that? If you're Seattle, Seattle, so, um, so Seattle's probably Seattle. Like the roster's is pretty much set. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like you'll have, um, I mean, with the exception of maybe Torres getting a start, but I think I think it'll be Brad Smith on the mm-hmm. left and Leardham on the on the right. Um, and in you know Newho, whatever he may jump in in, in the, sort of the center back role for Ariega, but your 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 line is pretty much set for Seattle. Yes, yeah, Seattle You're has a lot fewer questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, Toronto has more questions. I think that they are going to be better suited in a three-five-two to cover what um, to cover what Seattle is able to do out wide. Uh, I now. There's everything comes with, with risks and trade-offs, right? So you've got wingbacks who are naturally positioned to try and impede the progress of overlapping fullbacks and stuff like this. Now, when you get beat, you have a lot less of a safety net behind you then when you're playing in that 3-5-2. Um, but, but I trust them to be disruptive enough that they can force Seattle into some discomfort if they choose to do that. So I think we see them go more 3-5-2 uh, when they're playing defensively, than uh, playing more in a four-three-three, uh, that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, if you're if you are Seattle, again, one of the big questions is going to be whether Josie starts uh, in the attack. If he starts, if you're Seattle, um, I think you have to man mark him. Um, I think that you can't give him the space that could be found in zonal marking. Um, I, I I think you have to man mark him, especially if you are playing a three-man. You're basically playing a three-man defense yeah. then. Um, but Ariaga just like on Josie the entire match. I, I I think so. Yeah, I I think you can't let him get comfortable on the ball. 
um, because because he can either lay it off or he can strike. I mean, he's a very well-rounded. I keep talking about the hold-up play. Yeah. But if you allow him space uh, either in between the lines or in the seam of some zonal marking that you're trying to pull off, um, then you you activate all, all of his best skills. I, I think you have to just be messy and disruptive. You always run the risk that somebody else is going to run up and find the open space. But I think that uh, I'm less worried about that happening in Toronto's uh, uh, position. Of course they have um, Pozuelo who can come up to fill that space. But uh, if they don't, I feel a lot safer in their formation that somebody's not going to come and exploit those gaps. I think you have to just be disruptive and hope that your other guys are going to fill those spaces. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other option would be uh, we and someone we have not talked about at all is Gustav Svensson, sort of kind of man marking Josie, uh, uh, you know, to a certain point of the of the pitch, and then you know one of the mm-hmm. defenders picks him up. Um, you know, he's super underrated, I think, in terms of MLS players. Uh, but I tend to agree. I, I like. I guess the biggest question, obviously, is we don't we don't know the answer to it. We won't know the answer to Sunday. Is, is Josie Altidore playing, and what does yeah. what is like if he's playing? What is he what is he bringing to the table? Like mm-hmm. how, um, how how fit is how he? Fit is he? Um, I mean, if, if if you're Toronto, you're playing in Seattle um, on that shitty turf. Uh, you know, I think you know that three five two. Try and smash and grab something. Mm-hmm. Maybe get it to a PK shootout. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, man, I'm trying to think of the right tactics too. Yeah, this game. If Pozuelo starts, if if Pozuelo starts up top, which he has, and Josie's yeah, Josie's. I'm trying to think of the. Right, I mean, do, do you have to man mark him just because he can be such a threat? Um, is is that too obvious a play? You're, you're, you're going to end up having one guy that is guaranteed to be pulled all over by Pozuelo, and then if you're Toronto, you know exactly where to put a guy. You can basically it's just chess. You're just dragging a dude over, and now you've got yeah. a clear opening. Um, that's what makes the game fun. Because <laughs> ev- every great idea has an obvious counter. It does. It's all fucking it's, war it's games. It's a matter of uh, whether or not people execute. Yeah. Usually the better team wins. Yes. I mean, the tactics matter, but usually the better team wins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's the, also the fun thing about one-off playoff matches that you never the yeah. fucking know. Sometimes the better team yeah. doesn't win. So what's the score, <laughs> then? How's this play out? Oh, man, I think I think Seattle wins it. I think it's a a low scoring affair, which is unfortunate. But I think it's like two to one. I don't think it gets the penalties. I think Seattle wins it outright. In, well, in three years time. ago, these two teams took it zero to zero in extra time. It was and that was uh, one it, of the it, worst that, fucking games ever. You think so? That game? Oh I yeah, that's excited d- as hell. Oh man, I, I remember watching that that uh, MLS Cup final. I suppose the overtime was exciting. You had big saves and all sure, kind of yeah, stuff, but, but like that that game was just. Yeah, the 90s really, proper. Yeah. Really, like, dire. Because um, in Toronto, it was, like, 40 degrees. So, they, clearly, the teams weren't playing. Or they weren't, you know, they weren't trying to, like, kill themselves. Not that you should. I mean, it's not every match can be Boca River. Like, every, like literally, people are <laughs> right, trying to right. kill, kill you on the pitch, and then right. you're trying to kill other people. Um, so, I think this game I think this game would be a lot more open. Obviously, Seattle, it's a little bit, it'll, it'll be warmer. Um, uh but yeah, I think it, I think it, ultimately it's two on Seattle. What do you think? I'm gonna go with that exact same prediction. The guaranteed lock pick. No, I, I, no, I, I think I think it's the right call. Uh, Seattle's at home, obviously. Um, <clears throat> I think that Seattle's healthier. I think Seattle's probably a more well-rounded team than Toronto yes. is. Um, I think that Seattle is better built to counter what Toronto does well and poorly than Toronto is to cover um, what. Uh, what what Seattle does well. I think Toronto has more like more bigger impact subs too. Like that, like they can bring on a Roman Torres. Um, they uh, can Toronto or uh, Seattle. Seattle, sorry, Seattle yes, yeah, yeah. Seattle, sorry. Um, I mean, you know, whatever. They can bring on, uh, give Harry Ship all the shit you want, but they can bring him on, mm-hmm. um, and he can do shit. You know, versus what Toronto has on their bench, um, which is not, not nearly as much. Not as deep. Yeah. What is uh, credit to Greg? Vanny, because uh, he's taking a very yeah, different getting, team and he's getting the fucking most brought him back guys, again. Yeah, and he's sure. done it. So, okay, you've heard the lock pick two to one. Uh, Seattle win. They hoist another cup and they get to be insufferable for. Well, oh yeah, they not like they wouldn't be insufferable. Yeah, because you know they they invented soccer in the United States. So and we, and they and they remind us about that. Yeah. Every year around this time. Yeah. That, that they invented soccer. So, you know, cool. Good on you, Seattle. Thank God they your, were here. Yeah. Your your win you 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 cre- you helped create 
this dumb fucking podcast. So yeah. So in a way, really, what <laughs> so have you way, done? Everybody loses. What have you done? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do we want to spit out uh, the couple items of United News before we take our brief questions and we yeah, sort of, let's uh, do that. Do the data more. Yeah. Okay. When's the last time we did one of these podcasts? One of these podcasts? Yeah. I'm trying to remember like what the United News. Um, I mean the biggest the oh, biggest pe- oh, oh, the biggest it. piece of United News obviously is uh, the front office shakeup um, yeah. that Jeff Reuter from the Athletic. Uh, reported last shake week. Shake it a baby, uh, shake it a baby. And if you're not, <laughs> if you don't read the athletic, you sh- like stop this podcast. Like, go give them five bucks a month or whatever, seventy dollars for the year. It's a, is that what really, it is? It's a, it's a <clears throat> I think it's less than that. I think it's like like forty something dollars. You could pay them five dollars a month, or you pay them more for a yearly. <laughs> yeah. <press. laughs> um, yeah. Uh, go give them money. Um, they're doing uh, awesome, awesome reporting on. All I mean, if you're a Minnesota sports fan, like fucking give them like don't like cancel your your subscription to the Star Tribune and the pi- fucking Pioneer Press. I mean, we love Andy Grader, but you know, but cancel. you can't cancel cancel the Pioneer sorry, Press. Andy. Yeah, sorry, Andy. Um, Devoted and, listener. Yeah, we love podcast. we love <laughs> most of Andy's news. We comes love from Andy this Grader. Podcast, we love Fred Mello, but uh, you know, you don't have to like actually like subscribe to the Pioneer Press, but right. subscribe to the Athletic if uh, pretty much any soccer team that you yeah. want to follow, like they have uh, coverage about it. <laughs> um, and so Jeff's been doing an amazing job on Minnesota United for the last several years. And he reported uh, that um, Adrian Heath is getting more power in the uh, front office for decision making. Um, that I, and I didn't realize this that he has a uh, an option on his contract. So he's he had a three year contract with an option for a fourth year. Um, that I'm you know we're, we haven't heard anything different from uh, anybody in charge at mm-hmm. Minnesota United. So we're assuming that that option year is getting exercised, which is not necessarily so. I'm going to say this right now um, for all you, all of my fans who are been, who've been with me on the Heath Out bus, whether you've jumped on or off and or gone back on now. Um, the fact that he has not actually signed a multi an, an extension is good, um, and actually, I think ultimately, I think this position giving more authority is ultimately going to be the harbinger of bringing him down. He's gonna he, have more rope to hang himself. If if He's going to the if rope it store, doesn't David. if it doesn't go well, he and can't I point to say I didn't have these guys. I didn't have, no. You were in charge of it. Yes. Now. Yeah. So if it doesn't pan out, that's on you. And that is ultimately, I think. And here's the thing: like it's a win-win situation, right? If if, if it goes well and and he's able to like bring yeah. in a bunch of guys, and then we were wrong, and and we have a good team, and that's yeah. cool. Great, great. We um, were wrong. Never been happier to be wrong. Yes, exactly. And then if um. If and when it fails, and it will fail, don't get yeah. me wrong, it will fucking fail. <laughs> right. um, then you know he has he has literally tied tied the rope yeah. and uh, hung himself. There's nobody else to point yeah. to. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, I, we'll there see. was no way they weren't going to continue on with him at least um, based on yeah. the year that they just had. I think if you thought and that we were he both going to get dis- like we, yeah. I, I in my in my heart of hearts, I I mm-hmm. dared to dream about the fact that Adrian yeah. Heath would get the fucking sack, and I, I'll, but I knew I, I knew that wasn't yeah. happening. But so. but. Uh, if if that's an issue that you're passionate about, I think this is the right way for it to pan out. Then um, now yeah. the question is, if you've always doubted his um, player uh, evaluation uh, evaluation abilities, now you've got to be really worried about what this off season looks like. I think the biggest problem, in my perspective, from this is that we just don't know. I mean, people who know this club really well don't know who is responsible for the, the How good power shared and yeah, right? Like we don't of know. Of course, it's all a committee thing. Um, it's, nobody yeah. owns. Everything, of course, but but for a lot of but for most most soccer teams, you know who the talent evaluator is. You know who sure. the person who's bringing people in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you look at Liverpool and what Liverpool has done. Like, you know, like it's obviously it's a triumvirate of, of people yeah, yeah. who are doing things. But you have the the the, the guy who's the one making the final decision, and, mm-hmm. and you understand that you know that. I don't. We don't know. I mean, so the other question, you know, the other thing about this conversation is that um, Manny. Like seemingly gets a demotion. That's I don't. What it seems but I, they say they call it another role at the club. I don't club, think it's. I don't. Yeah. Ultimately, I don't think it's a demotion because. But the question is, is like, is Manny is Manny responsible for um, the draft picks of Chase and Asani? So mm-hmm. I mean, and if he is, and if that was Manny's role was really like like identifying those players and, and going after them, um, being in charge of a USL side or, or like you know the the player roster and the, and the right. player acqu- acquisition of a USL side mm-hmm. makes a ton of sense. Right. Um, if it's just that, they, Manny 
is a name and he's still got a contract and they don't want to fire him and so he's just he's they're, they're shipped like they're shunting him to the USL side right. that's a whole other fucking conversation that we mm -hmm. need to have um, and so I really I don't know and that's the thing is that this this club is so like opaque opaque yeah opaque is a great word about to, to describe it or like it's you know you don't ever you don't hear about the the decision making process the processes what whatsoever yeah, and so you don't know who to assign blame or well, that's probably by to. design yeah because I mean, you, you don't want obviously somebody to be the singular target of blame um for, from an organizational i'm running an organization standpoint it makes sense from a you and i sitting here trying to talk about it of yeah. course it's frustrating yeah, I mean, it's not even. If I'm at Wells Fargo or, 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 or some bank yeah. that I work at, um, and I, I, and we Schmel's, we f we fuck up Schmel's a new product, Fargo. like like we have a data breach. I'm just making something up, but if, and that happens, we don't want to be in a position where everybody in the world says, "Yeah, it's Jim." Obviously, it was Jim. That's his job. I mean, like, don't, like, don't you though? Like this? No. Like, don't you want to have a fucking uh, uh, fall guy? <laughs> Isn't that the whole fucking point of having a fall guy? Is that when when shit hits the fan, you need a fall not a, guy. Not if you're Jim. Well, <laughs> clearly yes. We're, we're all trying to save ourselves from being Jim. <laughs> clearly yes, but well, that's what Minnesota United. Yeah, don't, and then I, they, none of them want to be Jim. Yeah, and, and, so the, and the other the other sort of try per, like well, there's so there's two other people in that in that sort of in that conversation, Amos McGee, and uh, who's the nicest dude. You'll, you'll ever meet if you ever, if you if you've never met Amos McGee um, and you get yourself you see an opportunity to introduce yourself to Amos McGee, do it. Yeah. I introduced him. I uh, he, I met him probably it was a, a while ago, but then I I, re, I saw him again at at uh, Blackheart. He was there randomly for watching a soccer match, and I I think Ragnar was with me. And Ragnar was I think this is in like March or something. So Ragnar was like two months old, right? right. And he was like just the nicest dude. Um, asking questions about Ragnar, he's got three. He's kids. got two young kids. Two young kids. Uh, yeah, two young kids of his own. Yes. Um, not as young as Ragnar. Um, and then I literally saw the dude at the uh, Dark Clouds End of the Year Awards and Auction Party. He won the Buzz Lagos Lifetime Achievement Award, mm -hmm. and he literally, I, just, I said, "Hey, like, thanks for coming. We really, really appreciate it." And he asked me how my fucking kid was doing. Like, I'm like, you don't need to it's know months and months that I have a fucking kid. Yeah. Right. Like, you you talk to people every day. You probably talked to thousands of people since we last hung, had a conversation, right. but he remembered that I had a kid, and it was like just just, cool. a, just a super nice, um, yeah. respectful guy. Um, but anyways, we'll soon know if he's incompetent. We'll know whom to fire. <laughs> and then uh, the other the other guy, uh, Mark Watson, is the uh, was the assistant coach for Minnesota. He's taking more mm -hmm. of a front office player acquisition role. Um, again, we just we don't know yeah. who does who does shit for this team. So how do we know, like? If this, I mean, ultimately, we don't know if this is a good or bad thing until like the end of next year, right? right yeah. Or sometime middle of middle mm. of the year when the Takes team is, ta well, you know, as we look at the whatever. signings happening here in the yeah. offseason stuff, we'll we'll have a better idea. And, and that's but. and that's fair. And you know, the team did the team has like announced a couple of contract extensions with Ike Parra and Michael Boxall, which is great. I mm -hmm. think um, we'll see. Well, it'll be interesting to see who they decide to protect for. Uh, the expansion draft mm -hmm. and what their you know decisions are on Darwin Quintero and Miguel Labar and all that like mm -hmm. DQ is on Instagram and it looked like he's gone, <laughs> but who the fuck actually knows? Miguel Labar's yeah. Instagram was hacked, uh, very cutely, but also hacked. Yeah, not by somebody <laughs> malicious. Well, yeah, wasn't those pictures of one of those pictures was of a squirrel like sliding down a tree and yeah. he was nuts stuck in the branches <laughs> or something? Yeah, that was one of the most upsetting photographs I've ever seen. It looks so horrifyingly painful. But anyways, it was hacked. Yeah. Someone who was not hacked, uh, <laughs> the voice of Minnesota uh, United Soccer, Cal Williams. Do you see all, do you see all this shit? Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Had a, I had a very long talk with Wes about this. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah. Um, ultimately, if you want if you want to learn more, uh, you can slide into, uh, slide into my DMs or just slide into my Twitter timeline. Um, the guy had some burner accounts. That's pretty much it. He, yeah. but he, trash but he was his, he was awkward about trash talked his uh, he trash talked uh, his coworkers in, on Reddit and uh, and feigned ignorance uh, when he was called out and literally it was he was called out on it last year by uh, a, a local soccer journalist Kyle Eliasson and uh, and he literally he would have been able to keep doing it but for the fact that I he he's I, fucking sloppy. I said one. I said one. I said one, I said, one, I said mm -hmm. meh. Literally, the text or the tweet that he responded to 
and uh, and that brought this whole thing back to face was uh, uh, Nachikit, uh, um, uh, Notch Karnik of the two United or two. Uh, yeah, two I United said fans. I really don't want to get into this that much. That's fair. Just I'm gonna I'm gonna be very quick. Okay. He uh, he tweeted out of that that they they still don't have they him and Kendra and Jamie Watson don't have a contract right yeah. now. Right? They're they're and I he posted a a Pioneer Press link. Uh, and I just responded to it. I quote tweeted it and just said "meh," and then uh, his burner account decided to call me a grade A idiot or local, yeah, I don't know, local idiot, whatever. And then he uh, must you know, listen to the podcast. I don't know. Maybe he does. I don't, who the fuck knows? Anyways, um, don't don't have burner accounts, kids. If you if you can't say the shit you want to say on your regular account, like you and me do, don't just don't say it. Like, right? I mean, that's that's the whole point of this whole thing, right? Mm. Yeah, just say your shit in public like a yeah. normal professional human being who has yeah people talking to microphones. Yeah. So, all right, um, I think that's it for other United. I'll uh, really quickly throw out that oh um, yeah that um, Chase Gasper got a oh, yes. U.S. Men's National Team camp call up. That's not exactly the same as he's going to get game time or something like that, um, but a great next step uh, in his career. And we're not talking about a uh, youth team; we're talking about the U.S. Men's National yeah, Team. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's so, absolutely yeah, absolutely great. Great step. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. That's the only other news that occurs to me right now. Cool. Um, I'm sure there will be other United news between now and the next time we pod. But um, in a month. In a month. Well, do before a month, yes. listeners. Um, we have Twitter questions. We have a Twitter question. A I'm pulling, one. I'm pulling up one. The Twitter question. Um, do you have any questions you ever wanted to ask me before you know before you this all fucking this falls apart? Coil? Before I die. Yeah. Um, no, you've been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty transparent. Open and, open and forthcoming. Yeah, we did have a, we did a, it, you didn't. It, this was not recorded, but we did have a, a very funny uh, joke about um, my kid having AIDS. <laughs> we did <laughs> earlier I today. I forgot about that. that. Was like yeah. a, uh, extended, probably five minute riff about, uh, about my Ragnar kid having, having AIDS. AIDS, and yeah, like him. Always him, a funny topic. Him, kid, him yeah. needing to get his dick wet, so like that person, you know, also gonna have AIDS. So this is what you this is what you miss, uh, dear dear listeners. Yeah, if you thought um, we would just say anything on the podcast, yeah. No, you're missing that what was cut. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, so the only question we have, and this is obviously related to um, you leaving the podcast. Uh, if you could pick anyone from the Minnesota United FC podcast, whom would you whom would they be, and why? Give us your top five. So to Jesus replace you, right? To replace me? Yeah. So I just have to pick one. No, I think we have to like. Or I have to pick five. I have to assemble five. I think we have to have a draft, a fantasy Do, draft. Wait, how many? How, how many do I need to pick? I don't know. Well, read the question. It's right there. Yeah. It's, it's, if you could pick anyone give from us the your top five, whom would give us your top five to replace well, you? Would be a terrible podcast. Like yes, five people. Five people. Okay, yeah, so let's let's pretend that let's pretend that the idea is. So we're doing. I have to give a rank order one through five. Yes. But uh, uh, we're only replacing one. Ultimately, only yes. It's, it's you're replacing you. Um, God. From from the Minnesota United. This is uh, br- so. First of all, podcast. I've never. I, don't, I would pick Calliums Com. Uh, number one. <laughs> I just want to. Local wanna, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to uh, comment on my uh, local idiocy. Oh my God. Um, that guy is technically on a Minnesota would, United podcast. Yeah, that is true. So so if if they're included, <laughs> if they're included, yeah. I um, mean, I guess you could, you could include some of the other Steve, ones that Steve, we don't Steve McPherson. To. Oh, Steve McPherson would be great. I would. He, yeah. he would be right up there. Um. Notch has been doing it forever, and I think he I think he has a, a great sense of humor. Um, too many skits. Shut him down. <laughs> too many sketches. You you uh, <laughs> you you own the money. You remember when I tried to do um, sketches? I do I do remember <laughs> that. I do remember that. So yeah, they, but they were all just bizarrely abstract. And stuff. Yeah, they um, were, they were <laughs> nothing related to soccer. <laughs> go back and listen. Go back and listen to some of those early podcasts. Uh, people like they were. They so were I had bad. A, they I had were a concept. Really, oh, really bad. Yeah, they were bad. But I had a concept. We didn't get to do that was going to be a video skit. Tell me if you remember this. We're going to get nostalgic here as as my time winds down. But it, the way it was going to work was going to be it was going to be in my house in my bathroom. And so the first part of the video skit was going to be you like talking to your therapist. You're sitting on the couch therapist is over here and you're saying and 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 it, clearly it's an in, inmate arrest you've been telling this story and you're halfway through it and like i don't know i uh 
I went over to, to see him and uh, and I opened the door. He said he, he he said he was in the bathroom and to come on in. So I figured he was just getting ready or something. And I opened the door and he was there in the bathtub. And so it was just the video is cut to me and I'm naked underneath the sudsy water and stuff like this. And then it shows you and like I, I don't know that you came in. Like you're just kind of peeking around the corner. Like I didn't realize he would be there and he was naked. And so you're building up this suspense so that the person watching thinks that you're talking to your therapist about like. I I think I might have some questions about myself. I was I was spying yeah. I was spying on him, and he didn't know I was there. But I found myself lingering, watching, and I don't know why. And then and then like after like twenty seconds of that, um, <laughs> I've had a soccer ball underneath the bubbles the whole time, and then just suddenly a, a soccer ball just pops out of the water, and it turns out you're actually <laughs> you're actually at the therapist because you're like haunted by <laughs> the insanity, and like you have so many questions about it, and that was why that was like the whole skit (laughs) that's a that's that's like i just shat a soccer ball in the tub all right that's fucking anyway so steve so notch is gonna be up there again i'll throw a calendar i i don't so this burner account stuff is douchebaggery but it it mostly doesn't rise above the level of douchebaggery for me i I think it'd be an interesting podcast oh for um, sure uh Uh, guy yeah um some of the uh so some of the football show uh dudes um uh, pablo Er Er is like super underrated in terms of uh i think a, a dude who pablo who pablo miranda uh, he's well, the co-host of the Minnesota Football Show. Is he is—he's okay. occasionally on the Minnesota Football Show. It's a—it's a running running joke there. He's also a Heath out guy, so he would actually be a good guy to have as no, part of the conversation. You, you need somebody to balance you out. I know. I think you need somebody to play off of. Like if this were a podcast with two David Zellers, it would be unlistenable. Oh, absolutely. It'd be I, I can't believe people barely people barely listen to it right now. I'm going to throw on a wild card here. It does not belong to a podcast proper, but has shuffled around often enough that I'm going to call her part of the podcast stratosphere, Bridget McDowell. I think a wonderful straight man to whatever it is that you're doing. That is true. Straight woman, whatever straight you want to say. Um, um, she she'd be a great person to play off. She's of. also very knowledgeable about soccer. That would help also. Is, you yes. know, I'm not. I'm I'm. Yes, we are. As Alex Schieferdecker put it in his uh, article before the season, we are the raging id of the Minnesota soccer, soccer fan, fan base. base yeah. So and. That is the the greatest comment I think we've yes. ever received. Other, she would also, not be a also re- also idiots uh, being called idiots by uh, a local soccer uh, professional commentator person. We you know what we've got the right local soccer commentator in our court. <laughs> we do literally and figuratively. Yes, we do yes. honestly. Yes. So uh, so yeah, I don't know. Hashtag Chris Lidholm. Hashtag Witch Witch. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag seven guaranteed Twin offer. locations. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> hashtag guaranteed. I told offer. you about the Tifo uh, concept I that did, I, I, was, yes. I would. I'm never. I'm not going to get to make it now. Yeah. Because I quit. <laughs> but it would be basically it'd be like Vito with his arms stretched wide, like he's going to make a save, and it would look exactly like one of Chris Lindholm's, not Chris, Lind- <laughs> Chris <laughs> Lindahl, his uh, billboards, and it'd say <laughs> guaranteed saves on it. Yeah. I mean that's how, that could still happen. It could still happen if somebody else makes it. Yeah. I mean, other people do anyway, shit there. In the that easiest thing for me to do is come up with ideas. I got ten <laughs> ideas a minute. <laughs> I know you so do. So if, if I, I subscribe to your Twitter feeds, so yeah, that's, that's I, all I, it is. I, I see do. it. I see so, it all the time. Um, if the people who do take this over, if anybody does, if they want ideas, but not, I would say labor. <laughs> I'm happy to throw at, a, at offensive loons at offensive loons on Twitter dot org slash com. Slide into those DMs. Yeah, my DMs are open by the way. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. I I probably I don't know. I tried to I tried to. Uh, get uh, uh, Donald Trump Jr. to talk to me the other day. How'd that go? I, well, I followed him and I said, Mr. Trump, can you, can you please give me a follow back or open up your DMs? I have very important information about Joe Biden and the BOFA pact. <laughs> he didn't take the bait. He didn't take the bait. No. He didn't uh, want to hear about BOFA. I mean, you should have tried with Eric. <laughs> He'd fall for Eric, it. Yeah. Eric would have, Eric would have fall, fallen for it. So. Did Eric get teeth work done? Because I'm I feel sure like did. I've seen yeah. a lot of pictures where most of his teeth look like uh, one of the live-action Goombas from the Mario Super Mario <laughs> movie in like '93 or whatever. His teeth look like that. So I, th- I think he got work done. <laughs> Actually, he just generally looks I like. Forgot that. about the Mario Brothers movie from 1993. I, I think he looks like a the Goomba, Goomba from yeah. that movie. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, do we have any other Twitter questions? That's it. That was the only one. It. Yeah. Um, Play we'll, a sound. we'll be uh, we'll be recording our, our last and final podcast um, with me with with Martin. The Dave's I know will still continue to exist um, sometime soon. We'll let you all know. Um, I heard there's people want to bring us presents and stuff, which is really? pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. 
Apparently not interested. We brought we brought uh, meaning to their life or something. We brought meaning to their yeah. life. Um, but we'll we'll let you all know about that. Um, more than likely next week, but it might be the week after, depending on how we feel about other shit. How this our health. dumb this dumb MLS kids goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like my, my kid doesn't try to die. Dude, be Benjamin helpful. went to the ER a few weeks ago. I told you that. No. Two thousand dollars. Yeah. We got two thousand American fiat currency. We, we got a we got a bill from the anesthesiologist uh, that for thirteen hundred dollars for one sedation, and they we call we're like we hit our out of pocket deductible like deductible and maximum yeah. like earlier this year. Um, having you know having Ragnar and then me going to the ER and they're like fiscal year. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we sorry, we just didn't we just didn't we didn't run it against your insurance. But like that's that well, how about you do that? How about you don't send me a bill? They did it. They did insurance? it. <laughs> he went out. He went under. He got sedated three fucking times. So imagine like that times three. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, we're uh, broke. Our, our, that's uh, patreon.com backslash days. Our, our healthcare system's fucked. <laughs> we should get a better healthcare system. Play us out, man. Um, all right, you can follow me at uh, Texas Hour uh, Martin at Offensive Loons at TDIKMN on Twitter. Um, all the fun stuff. Daysno.com backslash Facebook page. Of I haven't I haven't updated that Facebook page in probably three years. So, so follow it. So follow it. Uh, yeah, Facebook. Make it make it a cult follow. Dave's I know. Yeah, yeah I love it. Stuff. Hey, we have been the Dave's. What, what do I usually say? Yeah. Uh, we are the Dave's. You know, this, this has been the Dave's. I know you're gonna have to learn that. Son. Long as you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be we, done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son.